We know that from neuroscience that the brain has dedicated systems that respond to and seek out new challenges and experiences. We are problem-solving species, and when we confront situations where information needs to be filled in, we, a puzzle needs to be untangled, our minds compulsively ruminate on problems until we figured it out. Fascinating. This is coming from the book, Everything Bad is Good for You, and it's really explaining on, you know, how our minds are thinking when we're consuming modern media. And this book is interesting because... I don't necessarily fully agree with everything Stephen Johnson says in this book. I agree with kind of the science behind what he's saying, but his case is basically that the way we consume modern media, TV shows, YouTube, all these different things, even video games, is it's not the actual content of what we're watching or what we're thinking about. It's the way in which we are thinking. So it's the problem-solving abilities, the ability to string together characters in a TV show, the ability to assess the situation, telescope, as he talks about earlier in this book, and problem-solve. And that's kind of his case for how it's making us smarter. And again, you know, he, he says this where, from neuroscience, we know that the brain has dedicated systems that respond to and seek out new challenges and experiences. Interesting. And I think this can be, I mean, all humans have used this when we didn't have technology, this was still being used. But now he's saying, since we're a problem solving species, when we confront these situations where information needs to be filled in or where a puzzle needs to be entangled, video games, blah, 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 our minds compulsively ruminate on the problem until we figured it out. When we encounter novel circumstances, when our environment changes in a surprising way, our brains lock in on the change and try to put it in context or decipher its underlying logic. Interesting. You know, he goes on to talk about, you know, the effects of TV on toddlers. And he says parents can sometimes be appalled at the hypnotic effect that television, television has on toddlers. We see their otherwise vibrant and active children gazing silently, mouth agape at the screen. And they assume the worst. The television is turning the child into a zombie. The same feeling arrives of a few years later when they see their grade schoolers navigating through a video game world, obviously to the reality that surrounds them. It's interesting. You know, they he basically says, you know, these are not signs of mental mental atrophy, which is reversal, basically. They are signs of focus. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because... Now, with social media and all these different impulses, people's minds are so scattered. I've had to literally dedicate my whole time in life at this point to focus on not being scatterbrained, making sure my screen time on my cell phone is under an hour a day, making sure that we're able to basically focus on the things that matter, focus on the things that move the needle, and not those things that that um, keep us stagnant, keep us in the same place. Really focusing on reading books, absorbing knowledge, and that's the most important thing. You know, I was reading The Meditations of Marcus Aurelius this morning. Great book, very a hard read, but really interesting. And basically what he says is, you know, men seek comfort, men seek shelter. We've done this throughout all of history, even cavemen. We've always seek comfort, seek shelter to feel protected, to feel warm. And what he says is, a well-trained mind 
can sit with no stimulus, no TV, no video games, no person to talk to, just by yourself, sit, go back to the principles you have learned in your mind, those things that you believe, those, those frameworks that you carry out into the world, and seek comfort there, and be warm. That's truly what it is, what it comes down to. A well-trained mind can basically go back, and this doesn't have to be meditation, it's literally just thinking and remembering the principles. That's why, you know, I enjoy things like 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Great book because what you can do is you don't have to go, okay, all these things are true. It's black and white. Either they're true or they're not true. No, 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 no. Jordan Peterson has amazing things. And I think maybe like, in my opinion, maybe 10% of his ideas, I don't necessarily agree with. But the majority of his stuff, you could, it's, it's backed. You know, like the majority of his stuff is really great. And being able to have these basically principles, these frameworks to carry into situations. So you're not, they're not hard, fast rules because hard, fast rules break under pressure. These are malleable. They're bendable. They're flexible. They can adapt to any situation. As Bruce Lee said, be like water. You fill up wherever you're into. So understanding these things, you need to realize why reading is important. He goes in to say, to engage the written word means to follow a line of thought, which requires considerable powers of classifying, inference making, and reasoning. In the 18th and 19th centuries, print put forward a definition of intelligence that gave priority to the objective. Rational use of the mind, and at the same time encouraged forms of public discourse with series, logical, ordered content. It is no accident that the age of reason was coexistent with the growth of print culture, first in Europe and then in America. Interesting. This is, you know, he, he like he says, it, it's kind of like your mind has to track on with it. And his, his idea about the sleeper curve, he goes into saying, the premise of the sleeper curve adheres to that principle. More complex popular entertainment is creating minds that are more adept at certain kinds of problem solving. But violence is a part of the content of popular media. And as I have explained throughout preceding pages, the content of of most entertainment has less of an impact than the kind of thinking the entertainment forces you to do. So that's kind of his underlying case, is that, you know, this is why we urge parents to instill a general love of reading in their children without worrying as much about what they're reading. It's interesting because he believes that, um, you know, there's laudable cognitive benefit that come from just the act of reading alone, irresponsive of the context. I completely agree with this. And that's why I like this Robin Hood mentality. You know, take the best, leave the rest. I don't think popular culture is making us smarter today. Like, I think if you spend all your time keeping up with the Kardashians, keeping up with Justin Bieber, blah, 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 blah all these different things... There definitely is lessons to be learned there, and there's ways to learn. But I think just absorbing this kind of bullshit, fake facade, because they're putting on an act. That's the whole point of the reality show world is it's a show. It's for entertainment. So I don't necessarily think the, um, the intelligence thing I agree with with modern media, but take the best, leave the rest. So with reading, I completely agree with what he's saying. It's not necessarily about the content of what they're reading, especially with younger kids, but the fact that they are reading and not doing other things. So he says, the one thing we know for certain is this. If there is some positive correlation between exposure to fictional violence and violent behavior, its effects 
are by definition much weaker than the other social trends that shape violence in society. That's really interesting. The positive correlation between exposure to fictional violence, its effects are by definition much weaker than other social trends that shape violence in society. I agree with that. I think, you know, there's, there's, definitely, there's definitely a case to be made there. What I am arguing for is a change in the criteria we use to determine what really is cognitive junk food what, and what is genuinely nourishing. Instead of worrying about a show's violent or tawdry content, instead of agitating over wardrobe malfunctions or the F word, the true test should be whether a given show engages or sedates the mind. Interesting thoughts here by Steven Johnson. I agree with that. You know, the true test should be whether a given show engages or sedates the mind. That's kind of part of the deal. You know, if you, if you have to string together characters, if it takes cognitive ability to, um, to consume the, the media, it's important. And what's most important to wrap all this up, again, we know the Robin Hood mentality with this book. Again, I really recommend you get this book, um, Why Everything Bad is Good for You. It's actually really interesting by Steven Johnson, um, basically about how today's popular culture is making us smarter. And I agree with him. We need to define the definition of cognitive junk food a bit better. Um, You know, there definitely is a case to be made for for media that engages the mind, even if the content is mindless, the way that your mind is thinking when you consume that. But I think for me, I don't agree with everything he says in this book. I enjoy it. This is a three-part series on this book just because he has some interesting points. And... If you want to read more on this, just get this bestseller by, uh, he's, he's also the author of Mind Wide Open. It's by, he partnered up with Riverhead Books. Really, really good. About 14 bucks for the, um, the soft cover version. And I'll close with this. When our media diets are concentrated for, concerned for all of us, young and old, or somewhere in the middle, the common sense rule still applies. Moderation is everything. However laudable SimCity is, if you spent last week locked in your study playing it, you should pick up a book for a change. See, this is a, see, I agree with his, his thoughts there. It's everything in moderation. That's the most important thing. And it's interesting because his case for how our mind are working when we're consuming media is interesting. But I think defaulting to reading and consuming knowledge that's actually going to do something for you is the most important thing. Everything in moderation. Anyways, this is part three, wrapping up the three-part series and everything bad is good for you. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this series and this podcast, please consider subscribing to Modern Academy. We produce around three podcasts a day, usually five, 10, and 15 minutes. And thank you again for listening. Till next time.